Unless you've been living in the Alaskan outback, I am sure you've heard of faux meat, beyond meat, the meatless meat. Well, today we're going to be breaking it down and seeing if it's healthy. All the nutrition information out there today, everything's conflicting, completely confusing. How are we supposed to be healthy if even the experts can't agree? This is Outspoken Nutrition. I'm your host, Laura Timbrook, and we're going to break it all down. Hey everybody, welcome to today's show. Today we're going to be talking about the meatless meat or faux meat, beyond meat, whatever you want to call it. It's that meat that's not meat and it's vegetables. War. Should we? I'm going to use air quotes around the term vegetables. So if you have walked into a grocery store, you have been seeing, I am sure, the new packaging for Beyond, for beyond Meat and the No Meat Meat, um, all of this stuff. And it's really gotten kind of this health food trend that it's super healthy and it's a way to help the environment and take our reliance off of animal products and, you know, it allows us to eat more vegetables and watch those saturated fats. And, you know, you know me if you've listened to this podcast. I love vegetables. Vegetables for me, it's such an easy way to increase our overall health and wellness and it not be expensive. And I have been a promoter of less meat and more vegetables. So I wanted to take a look at the Beyond Meat trend because it is really growing. And this year, we're going to have even more barbecues. And I'm pretty sure a lot of the barbecues are going to start putting some of this faux meat, no meat on the grill. And I don't want you to be greenwashed, health washed, whatever you want to call it, into thinking it's healthy. So we're going to kind of break this all down. I'm going to compare it with other beef and animal products. We're going to be talking about why we want, might want to limit our reliance on animal products. Not really going to get into the environmental end because the environmental end is not my area of expertise. But I am going to talk about the health end of it and different items that we can do to help reduce our reliance on animal proteins because I do think it's important that we step back in the amount of animal protein we consume. So let's just get down to the straight facts. Now, when we look at Beyond Meat, and I'm using Beyond Meat because it's one of the most popular ones. I know there's like a ton of other brands out there, but we're just going to use the nutritional breakdown for Beyond Meat. So when we look at Beyond Meat's calorie for one patty, all of this is being done for one patty. We're looking at 230 gram, uh, 230 calories, 14 grams of fat, 5 grams of saturated fat. We have 390 milligrams of sodium, 7 grams of carbs, and 20 grams of protein. This is for your original Beyond Meat, uh, Beyond Meat burger using my air quotes here. Um, now, when we look at the original Bubba Burger, so Bubba Burgers, I just, I kind of use it as a name brand. You can get it both mostly in almost any supermarket. And this is the original one. So this is not a low fat one. This is not a turkey burger. This is their original full fat meat burger. And their calories is 420 calories. Their fat is 35 grams of fat. 15 of those grams are saturated fat. Sodium is 85. Protein is 25. Carbs is none. Now, if we're just comparing the Beyond Meat Burger to the original Bubba Burger, you can drastically see where we are saving over, you know, the Beyond Burger is 50% less fat, actually more than 50% less fat compared to 
a traditional Bubba burger. You know, when we look at saturated fat, saturated fat for the Beyond Meat burger is five grams versus an original Bubba burger, it's 15 grams of fat. So there is a significant difference on saturated fats. Now let's take a look at the Beyond Meat burger versus the Kirkland lean beef burger. So when we look at that, calories is 210 for the Kirkland brand hamburger. Fat is 15 grams. Saturated fat is 7 grams. Sodium is 55 grams. Carbs is 2. Protein is 17. Now when we compare the Beyond Meat burger to Kirkland lean beef burger, this is where we see it a little bit more comparable. You know, the calories, the Kirkland lean beef is 20 calories less. Um, the fat of the Kirkland burger is one gram higher. The saturated fat of the Kirkland burger versus the Beyond Meat burger is about two grams of saturated fat, uh, two grams of saturated fat more. But then when we look at the sodium, this is where we see a really big difference is the sodium for the Beyond Meat burger is 390 milligrams of sodium. The Kirkland lean beef burger is 55. Now, that's a lot of sodium in a hamburger, 390 milligrams of sodium. Now, if you're looking at on the grand scheme of the American diet, generally, we recommend about 2,200 milligrams of sodium per day, not to exceed that. So, you know, when we're dealing with 390 milligrams, that's a pretty decent chunk out of our overall sodium milligrams. And this is eating something that's not even salty in taste. So th this is something that you just need to be aware of if, you know, you have high blood pressure. You want to be cognizant that some of these um, faux meats will have a higher sodium count. And we're going to talk a little bit about that later. But let's now compare the Beyond Beef Burger to a turkey burger. So when we're talking about um, the turkey burger, now I'm doing this off of a Bubba turkey burger. The calories are 190. The fat is 11, saturated fat is 2.5, sodium is 280, this is where we're seeing that sodium higher again, and then protein is 22 grams, carbs are nothing. So when we're looking at the fat, the turkey burger would have less fat than even the Beyond Meat burger. So let's compare it to the Bubba veggie burger. Now the Bubba veggie burger is using vegetables and legumes and things like that to make the burger. So when we look at that, the calories are 120, the fat is 2.5, the sodium is 300 milligrams, so we're creeping back up because remember, the Beyond Meat burger is 390, and carbs are 20, and protein is four. So we're definitely getting less protein out of the Bubba Veggie Burger. We're getting more carbs, and we have a lower calorie and a lower fat amount. Now, be mindful that fat and calories kind of go hand in hand. If you have more fat, you're naturally going to have more calories. Now, let's just break down ingredients. So I want to talk about the ingredients in the Beyond Meat Burger, because I think a lot of times we don't understand. We know it's this faux meat, and we know it's kind of made out of vegetables, but how many of you have actually read the label? And so for the Beyond Meat Burger, it's water, pea protein, canola oil, coconut oil, rice protein, dried yeast, cocoa butter, and then it has some beet coloring, apple extracts, flavorings, and stuff like that. So as you can see, the big thing in here is pea protein. So if you have ever gone to any of your vegetarian protein shakes, pea protein is a big one. We have pea protein milk. We have their 
pea protein is like the new soy, essentially. And then we have canola oil and coconut oil. So there's a lot of oil and fats that's holding it together. That's where, you know, because of the coconut oil, that's where you're seeing the saturated fat come in. So, you know, if we're looking at, I know a lot of people will say when they're eating more vegetables that you're eating a less processed diet. Let's be honest, this is pretty damn processed, you know? So if we're looking at it on a clean aspect, yeah, no, it's not very clean. It's pretty, you know, we have a lot of canola oil and coconut oil and processed. There's a lot of processed ingredients in this. And listen, I'm not saying that we shouldn't be eating anything that's not processed. I I do live in the real life. I do have processed foods occasionally, but you have to weigh your options of where your processed foods are coming with. Now, do I think if you eat Beyond Meat burgers every once in a while, it's a good or bad idea? I think if you like them, it's a good idea. If I think if you don't like them, don't bother. Like, I don't see anything that's glaring to me that it would be a better option. If you're a vegetarian and this is giving you an option to have something that feels like meat without eating animal products, because that is something you're a strong believer in, then go for it. There's nothing wrong with it. But what I do want to warn you about is that sodium, because a lot of times sodium can creep up and we don't understand it. So many times we go to the doctor and they tell us we have high blood pressure. And I know a lot of us write it off as, oh, it's white coats. It's just because I'm nervous and I'm in the doctor's office. And a lot of times that might be true. But what I want you to do is anytime you have had high blood pressure, when you're coming home from the doctor's office, monitor your blood pressure for a week at home and see if that's really true. Is it because you have high blood pressure because you go to the doctor or is it because you actually have high blood pressure? And I know a lot of times we blame it on stress because stress will drastically increase our blood pressure. But the one thing too is when we look at blood pressure, blood pressure can really be influenced by our diet. Something high in sodium and sodium hides in so much processed food that we don't even realize it. Dressings and condiments and faux meat burgers and it really hides in a lot of places where we don't realize it. You know, a funny thing, my husband, as many of you know, has you know, he has an athletic background. And at one point we all watched the movie Game Changers. And my husband was like, you know what? I think I want to try being a vegetarian for a few days. Now, this is coming from my husband who is a strict meat and potatoes eater. And he wanted to try being a vegetarian. So we actually put him on a vegetarian diet. We kind of tradition, you know, um, transitioned to some of the veggie burgers and things like that, not changing his diet too far from what it was because that would have been too much of a change for him. And the one thing we noticed is his blood pressure went through the roof. And when I started looking back at a lot of the food he was eating, I started to realize he was significantly taking in more sodium than he did in his traditional diet. Now, yes, I agree with you. It was because it was more processed, not 100% more processed. I mean, I'm we're pretty heavy on veggies to begin with. So it's not like we were only eating processed foods, but he was eating more processed ingredients than he traditionally came from. So that is the one thing that I really urge people that when you are on a vegetarian type diet and you're utilizing products um, such like faux chicken nuggets, faux burgers, you know, macaroni and cheese where you're making it yourself is to look at that sodium because a lot of times, you know, these foods don't have the flavor that a traditional food might have. So they have to increase the sugar and increase the sodium to give you some type of flavor because guys, 
salty is flavorful. It helps to highlight and boost flavors in a dish. So this is something we want to be mindful of. And, you know, I think it's interesting to look at how we are consuming animal products. You know, if you're eating, you know, multiple burgers or sandwiches or meats and chicken per day, I would like you to back that off more. I like animal protein once a day. And I'm talking about animal protein in the form of eggs, meat, chicken, that type of thing, stick it to once a day and then use more vegetarian type sources. And I'm saying vegetarian, it's like real vegetable type sources to increase your your protein, broccoli, kale, nuts, seeds, grains, things like that to help boost your protein. I mean, one cup of, of red potato is five grams of protein. There's ways that we can boost protein. A cup of broccoli is five grams of protein. I mean, there's other ways we could boost protein by just not having animal products. And I think that's one of the biggest takeaways. I think as a society, especially in America, we eat way too many animal products. You know, we see it in the rates of colon cancer and kidney issues and everything else. We are too high on animal products. And I don't think it's a bad thing to back it off and start including more vegetables and grains and fruits and things like that. I'm just not so sure that we should be looking at processed items to replace it with. But listen, if you're going out one day and you want to give a Beyond Burger a try or a faux meat burger a try, go for it. If you like it, have it. But don't go into it thinking this is lesser than because it really isn't. I mean, even when we look at the original Bubba Burger, you know, the stats I'm giving you are the stats before it's cooked. If you're naturally flame grilling something, you're burning a lot of that fat off. I mean, you've all seen it when you put a Bubba Burger on the grill, those flames shoot high. So you're burning off a lot of that fat. So, you know, you're probably not getting that, you know, 35 grams of fat in that burger because a lot of it does burn off. So it's just something to be mindful of and to be thoughtful of. You know, traditionally, if you want to do an 80-20 burger instead of like a 70-30 burger, which I know is a lot of what you get in the stores, it's like mostly it is a lot of fat in those burgers. If you want to do more of a leaner type burger, that is a great idea. Um, making your homemade burgers even a better idea. So there's so many ways. And listen, you can have the burger and boost your veggie salads, more salads, less carbs, less bacon, even though I do love some bacon on my burger. But it's things like that. We can alter the way we're eating a little bit more. So I hope this information is helpful for you. I hope it empowers you to make healthier choices coming this barbecue season. And as always, don't forget your eat your effing veggies. I'll talk to you all next week.